Welcome to BetterScope, sponsored by Remostat, Growth and Freedom with Remote Experts. And this episode's special sponsor, Morty Creative Video. My special guest today is Michael Pound. Michael is the director of Vanguard Valuation. They are an independent and boutique valuation firm which specializes in stamp duty, capital gain tax, self-managed super funds, probate, family law, mediation, and more. Michael is driven by providing clients with an efficient service and limitless list report. The Vanguard valuation difference is that of putting clients and referral partners first, whilst maintaining the independent in- integrity, which is a crucial for the world. Today, Michael will share his insight how to value a property. Welcome, Michael, to Better Talk. Thank you, Lubo. Um, it's a pleasure to be on BetterScope podcast. Yeah, well, no worries. Uh, Michael, I always love to find where our guests are based. From where have you joined us today? So, um, so you're talking about where we, where we started, like how we started? No, just from where you're calling. Oh, from where you're calling, sorry. Um, where, um, yeah, we're calling from Sydney. Uh, I actually live um, pretty close, like on the uh, on the city fringes, and uh, yeah, life's good, so I can't complain. Okay, well, I mean, we have listeners from all around the world, and of course, from Australia, so it's good to it's good that they know where you're based. So, yes, uh, Sydney is a very nice place uh, in the world. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Michael, tell me about your journey. How you came to where you today? That's a good question, Lubo. Uh, well, actually, before before I became a property valuer, uh, I was actually a primary school teacher, and um, yeah, you know, like I was uh, in also living in London as well. You know, doing the doing teaching over there, and um, you know, also doing the the travel thing. You know, made a lot of memories over there, and then when I came back from the UK, um, my brother uh, actually asked me if I wanted to start a business and um, yeah, you know, I, I thought, why not? You know, I, I thought uh, this is actually an opportunity for us to, to, to build something for ourselves and, and, you know, uh, build something with the family. Uh, and I've also always had a, had an interest in, in property. So when this opportunity came up that, you know, that we could actually get into becoming property valuers and, and also, you know, start a business within there, um, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, sign me up. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it. And, uh, you know, we, we actually, um, got, um, you know, the, the proper mentorship, of course, we had to get the training to be qualified, to be, to be valuers. And, um, that was about seven years ago, uh, when we started that journey and, um, yeah, we started from scratch, basically from that position. So, you know, of course, like setting up the infrastructure, getting the website, kind of figuring things out and, and then getting into networking for the first time as well and kind of learning a bit more about the community surrounding networking as well. And uh, I actually like how supportive um, the, the network, the networks are. And um, yeah, we've, we've just gone, gone from strength, strength to strength. Um, in doing what we do and we we love what we do as well oh well quite an interesting journey i never i never knew that you've been a teacher um yeah. so uh, it's uh, uh how was this transition you know so 
uh, and probably the main reason like uh, uh, what triggered you to move from the teaching into into having your own business well yeah so i came back from uh from the uk back to sydney and um i was actually doing teaching part-time um but you know of course when my brother presented me with the idea of um you know starting the business so i was like okay well you know i'll have to do the training so i was working uh, as a teacher part-time and doing the training as well um and also you know getting the infrastructure set up for the business as well um and then i think it was like maybe 20 early 2018 so this is pro this is probably like just after a year of um you know kind of trying to get things off the ground the business i was actually offered a, a full-time teaching job and i was like oh okay well this is this is pretty good like you know I, I could actually just go down this path of being a teacher but then i thought to myself well i also spent like a year like you know you know getting the training and getting everything all set up and you know and we're actually starting to get business now so i was like well you know like well i, I spent a year doing this so you know i want to be able to see through what we're doing here and continue to, 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 to build it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically, uh, we've we just gone from there really. Yeah. Look, I mean, it, it feels like it's quite a journey for you, you know, teaching, uh, teaching, uh, probably scholars and then, uh, uh, learning the yourself about something else and then probably you're teaching others, uh, about relations or doing relations for them. So tell me about more, what, what is evaluation and what is the value of doing? Uh, well, yes, uh, evaluation um, is, is simply a report that uh, that we create, um, and it, it and people use it for a variety of purposes, which we could get into later. But basically, um, uh, I guess I, I guess uh, in terms of uh, what we provide is just provide independent opinion on the value of someone's property. So, uh, and that's through research. Um, and that's through, uh, you know, kind of putting it, putting together a report and then coming up with a, a single figure, uh, for, for the value based on market sales. Okay. Well, uh, interesting. I think when I was buying the property and when I'm going, I think when I did like a loan, uh, it was like a, someone came to my house and have done the evaluation, but ultimately who needs to have evaluation? Yeah, well, uh, you've mentioned one already. When you know, if you're if you're buying a property or if you're refinancing, um, you uh, would often need or you, you need a valuation to determine what the value is, so that um, they can determine how much they can, uh, so the banks can um, can let you borrow uh, from them. But there's there's other uh, there are other people who um, would need a valuation as well. Um, so people who are already investors they would need a valuation for taxation purposes, right? So that could be for, um, for capital gains tax. Um, if they, you know, if they change their primary place of residence into investment property, so that's one way. Um, but also people who have self-managed super funds and have their property in that portfolio as well. And those properties need to be assessed um, frequently as well. Um, another one is actually when you're going through, uh, when someone's going through a divorce or separation, uh, and you know they want to, well, one party may want to buy out the other party because one part, one party would like to keep the property. So again, 
they need to um, work out what the fair market, what's called a fair market value for that property. Um, another one that comes up quite frequently is when um, a parent uh, gifts their son or daughter or, or their, their child um, their property as well. And, um, and basically, they would need evaluation done to ca calculate this, uh, what the stamp duty uh, payable would be. Um, so th those are probably some of the main ones. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it, uh, in terms of who would need it, it could vary you know, from people who are buying uh, or selling, um, people who are involved in the probate um, process as well. That would be another one. Uh, people who are looking to develop a property, um, you know, if they're, they're looking to um, just kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of work out the feasibility for, for that development. Uh, and the list goes on. So, um, but yeah, those, those are probably the main ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, quite uh, quite some interesting uh, examples and probably a type of uh, people or clients that might need to have this relation. Uh, and you mentioned like a probate and you know like we had a bit of chat before the sessions because I was not aware what is the probate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think you maybe you can do like some kind of clarification or maybe many listeners know say that if they know what is it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Michael, uh, what kind of challenges uh, clients might have when you are doing valuation for them or maybe what kind of challenges you might have when you're doing such kind of other reasons? Um, I think, well, uh, our, our, um, well, our role, I guess, um, in terms of what we do is that we provide independent, independent advice. So, um, so that we have to, and we have a code of conduct, um, to adhere to that. Right. So, uh, I like to give this example a lot, uh, when it comes to what we do. So if someone's looking to get a value of a property, um, where do they go to find that value? Um, they could actually go to Google and they just type in, oh, what is the value of my house? And they might end up being on like realestate.com or uh, domain or um, on the house, all the different um, uh, real estate websites, right? And they may provide like a price estimate. I'm not sure if you've, if you've seen those before. Uh, and... Yeah. yeah, and then basically people will say, "Oh, okay, yeah, like you know, that's the value of my property, right?" Like it's that that estimate there. But those um, those uh, values, like you know, they're they're not the most reliable, right? Like it's based on yeah, it is based on data, but that data is not uh, analyzed, and you know, it doesn't take into consideration the you know different nuances um, each property might have, and it also doesn't take into consideration. For, for consideration, your property either, because you know it, it doesn't know exactly. Okay, well, what the condition is, if you made any renovations, and so forth. So that's one aspect. Uh, yeah. Another way is that you know you can go to your bank as well. They can give you another kind of similar price estimate. You can go to a real estate agent as well, and they can give you what's called an appraisal. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, with the appraisals, actually. Um, it can be hard to rely upon those because um, with real estate agents, it's not necessarily their job to give what's called a fair market value. Um, and sometimes the, their values could be a bit higher as well um, compared to uh, what we come up with. 
Um, what we would, would come up with is based upon the market evidence. Um, and we analyze this. So when I say market evidence, we're talking about like comparable sales of similar properties as well. So, um, yeah, so like for four bedroom house, um, on 500 square meters of land, um, we would also look at comparable sales of other similar four bedroom houses as well. Um, and then we come up with a value. Um, but yes, oftentimes we would probably be more in the middle. Um, real estate agents may be on the higher end and then maybe like a bank valuation, they could be a bit on the lower end. So uh, again, that's our job, but sometimes like, you know, going back to your question, um, you know, a challenge would be like, you know, during, a during a, um, like a, a family law dispute, right. If they're looking to, um, obtain a fair market value, oftentimes I find that, uh, one party would want to have the value lower and the other party wants to have the value higher. Right. Um, and, um, for some, for some people, that's a bit of a challenge because they're, you know, of course it would, uh, this, every situation is going to be a di bit different. Right. And there might be stress involved in that. So, um, for, uh, for, uh, for, for them that, I guess that could be a challenge, but at the end of the day, what we provide is a, um, a, a fair, what's a fair market value that's uh, independent, uh, which is unbiased and that, um, suits the, the purpose for what they require. But yeah, so that, that challenge is also our challenge as well in a way, um, because, you know, we, we have to remain independent and, you know, when we're dealing with people, right? Like, um, you know, you, you gotta be, you gotta keep in mind that, you know, or we have to keep in mind that, you know, our, our duty is to, to, to obtain a fair result for everyone. Yeah, look, it just definitely makes sense. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure that there are some parties that are interesting in lower and some other parties that are interesting in the higher value. And yeah. maybe there's uh, some specific examples. So let's say uh, a bank um, has done evaluation uh, and uh, for, for example, me as the owner, uh, do I need to, or maybe I feel that the evaluation that have done by the bank is, is quite low. Do I need to get an independent value of my property and uh, why should be I should be doing this for example uh, or this is not necessary so maybe this will be one question and another question uh, is not regarding the loan and mortgage but probably regarding like a sales that you mentioned about the real estate agent uh, so do I need uh, or like does like a person need to to do evaluation before putting uh, a property on the market, uh, or maybe during or or after the discussion with the real estate agent, like maybe those two questions. Yeah. Uh, well, good question. Um, I was actually uh, speaking to a buyer's agent before, right before you actually, um, and uh, I guess to answer first the first question, so that's about um, if you actually got a got a bank valuation and the value came lower than what was expected, uh, whether or not, um, you could challenge that, um, the valuation from the bank, uh, with maybe perhaps another valuation, uh, from, a, from a independent valuer. Um, it's, it's a tough one in general, I would probably say it, it, it's probably unlikely that you could challenge that, that valuation directly. Um, uh, more because because uh, it's more more because um, with with the the valuations that the bank uses, um, I mean, 
it's based upon what their valuers has come up with. And they do take into consideration the risk um, as well from a lending perspective as well. Um, and unless, unless they've actually grossly got something wrong uh, with the value, so it means that their market evidence is incorrect, um, you know, it's, it's, it's quite hard to overturn it, uh, even if you get an independent valuer to, to do it. Um, the example, actually, my, um, so like I said, I was speaking to a buyer's agent earlier, and he was saying that, um, yeah, like, you know, they, they actually got a bank valuation for property, and the property itself, um, it, it was a good property, right? There, there wasn't any, like, fl like flood-prone, um, yeah, it's not in the flood-prone area or in a fire-prone area, no, nothing, not a high-risk property. But for some reason, um, this valuer actually put in uh, a flood-prone in the risk profile, uh, which of course put the value down. And then they, and then they, they, they challenge it. They say, Oh, like, Hey, wait a minute. Like, you know, um, this property is not in a flood zone and actually also provide the documentation for that. And, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, the, um, uh, the, the valuers came back and they pretty much disregarded that, uh, that evidence and they just kept the same value. So, um, so, yeah, again, so they have changed the evaluation based on the second, uh, second report. They, 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 they could, but in this case, they didn't change it. They didn't, they just okay. kept it the same. Um, so again, it's up to their discretion, I guess, as well. So I think, yeah, I think in that respect it could be, could be a bit difficult. Um, some, but yeah, sometimes, you know, they, they, they there might be instances where the, the bank may, may accept it. Um, but again, I think it would have to be something that's grossly uh, incorrect um, with regards to the sales comparisons they use. Okay, well, um, it's, uh, it's quite interesting to, to deal yeah. with a different type of uh, values. Uh, but then it's like, for me, it's, uh, it's a time to thank you, our sponsor, for this episode. Uh, Revostar brings time, money, and freedom to these entrepreneurs via outsourcing. With Revostar, you'll get not a virtual, but a real offshore expert dedicated only for you that will support your business. Hire an offshore expert with Revostar and go on a free four-day holiday. Murphy Creative Video is a boutique video content creation agency on a mission to help brands engage and connect with their customers through effective and tailored video marketing solutions. For those in Australia, send BetterScope in a text message to 045 double eight double four six four and you'll get a ten percent discount on your video production in February. So coming back to you Michael, uh so like in the topic of the episode regarding the inside. So uh what or what could be done to value right a product? Well what can be done to uh sorry, I just gotta repeat uh, can you repeat the last one? So let's come again. So like, uh, um, like we are discussing insights how to value a property. Yeah. So can you share maybe some more insights about the right valuation, or maybe some examples? Yeah, some some insights. Um, well, I mean, we uh, uh, I guess one aspect we were um, uh, kind of talking about with the team was about uh, ways to to uh, increase the value of uh, of your property. So, um, you know, and we're probably talking about, um, 
more uh, houses that that uh, could be renovated, right? They so uh, aspects uh, of the property, such as the kitchen, are uh, quite big ticket items in terms of um, you know getting a good return uh, return on investment. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got to do it in a tasteful way. Um, you know, often you need to have more of a neutral kind of design color scheme uh, for that. Okay. Um, bathrooms will be will be uh, another um, another aspect as well to to help increase the the value of your property as well. Um, so that I mean, those are probably more more the big ticket items, like the, the more kind of costly items, but. I mean, anything that, that could help increase the appeal of the property as well. So, you know, keeping the, the property well-maintained, um, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that, um, uh, that you know, like if, uh, you know, it, for example, if you've got a garden for your property, you want to keep that well-maintained and well-presented because uh, that will, of course, allow for a good impression of a property. And, you know, it, it is also about how a property makes someone feel when they walk into it to... Um, uh, yeah, to, 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 you know, kind of allow for them to consider, oh, well, this could be my home, right? Um, and then, you know, like, uh, there, there are some smaller, other smaller things, such as like a fresh lick of paint, you know, if you uh, freshly paint the house, um, you know, redo the carpets, um, you know, so, sometimes like um, adding a, um, a pergola or a, or a deck that, that could add um, value as well. Um, yeah, but it does, dip, yeah, it, it, of course it depends on your budget, right? What you can afford, what you, um, kind of, uh, yeah, can, can manage, I guess, in terms of the renovations. But, uh, yeah, those are just some of the aspects that would, um, help increase the value. Okay. Well, I mean, those are like really good insights. So like, so ultimately maybe someone when they need to have a valuation, so it's better to, uh, to follow some kind of your inside that you're sharing right now, so those ones that are listeners that are listening to this episode, uh, so before uh, getting and inviting Michael, if they will create like a, a, a fresh painting or probably uh, invite the landscaper to, to work out with their garden yeah. and so to do some kind of improvement, so this will be uh, much better. Um, with uh, uh, some of your examples, and especially when you mention about the investors and regarding capital gain tax or self-managed super fund, so how often uh, those investors that they have some companies need to do a uh, such kind of evaluation? Like every year or when they're doing some kind of improvement? Uh, yeah. Yes. When it comes to capital gains tax, uh, our clients would often require them, usually when they change their, so if they have a primary, prime, what's called a primary place of residence, so their home, and uh, and they and they they're looking to maybe upgrade to a new home, but they want to keep this property as an investment. Um, Evaluation would need to be done for capital gains tax purposes um, on the date that they move out of the property, usually. When they're changing the purpose of the property from the uh, main place of residence yeah, to the investment. To investment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that usually only happens once for that property. Uh, unless they move back in, and then that's when they would need another valuation uh, for that. Okay. Uh, so that's that's one instance. Uh, so for so that's the, the instances that you probably would require for a capital gains tax purpose. For the the self managed super funds, um, it does vary 
does vary. Um, but they they usually you know once they usually get it done once every two or three years. Um, but occasionally, um, the the whoever is auditing that uh, self managed super fund may actually just request for um, like a real estate appraisal um, for those instances. Um, but yes, sometimes yeah, maybe on a third year they might get a valuation done just to 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 get a a good check on the on the value. Okay, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Um, Michael, um, I mean, so you're already you're doing already this uh, this valuation business for like seven years, right? Um, yes. So, um, like, I have like a few questions in this one. Uh, probably number one is uh, what is your uh, differentiation versus other companies that are doing the same type of work. Um, second is uh, maybe what is your goal or what is your scope in your business and what is your scope of your life? Okay, sorry, I just missed the first the first question. The second one I got with the first one. The first one is like uh, uh, why uh, some clients or some um, owners to come to you. That's oh. your competitor. Uh, well, why, why would be? Um, I, I would say we're, we're we're quite approachable. I think that's one of the main things for us. So you know, we're always always happy to have a chat about um, about property property values. Um, we actually also don't do a hard sell. Uh, I like to have yeah. um, organic conversations with with people and. Um, just help help educate them as much as we can to help inform them right, make the right decisions for themselves. So I think that's that's probably the, the main things. And then of course, you know, we 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 would provide our due diligence in terms of uh, what we do as well. So, you know, in a court case, as I mentioned earlier, um, is that you know we have to remain impartial. In that instance, um, you know, our duty is actually to the to the courts, not to necessarily to the clients. Because at the end of the day, the courts will have to make the decision on okay what's going to happen with the the value. Our job is to help them out with that, and again, um, you know, we have to remain professional and uh, independent uh, with that. Um, and yeah, you know, Can like I uh, ask you this one. So yes. this is a good point, and you mentioned as well about the approachable. So tell me about your so you're based in in, in Sydney. Uh, but are you servicing only clients or uh, owners of the properties in Sydney, or you can cover the whole Australia or maybe other regions as well? Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, right now, we we uh, we're based. Uh, we we have uh, offices based in Sydney, uh, the ACT, and uh, Melbourne, uh, and also um, we are looking to uh, to move into Queensland as well. But that's our scope for the moment. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Well, then uh, let's move to the next one. So, what is your uh, purpose? So what is the purpose of uh, and scope of your company? Or what is your scope of your life? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think um, the purpose for my company, as well as myself, I think is intertwined. I'm not sure. I mean, you could tell me whether or not it's similar for yourself, because uh, I would like to learn from you as well, Lubo. Um, but okay. yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say. I would say that um, you know my purpose is you know it's always to to strive to to do the best that I can do in, in life, strive to do the best for uh, for those who you know who um, come 
uh, you know, can't come to us for, for, uh, our advice. And, um, and yeah, I think that, that, that that's what boils down to. I think like for me, like we just want to be able to help people out, uh, uh, as, as much as we can. So yeah, oh, yeah, well, I, I think that's, that's how we'll put it. This is really great. I mean, if you would like to, to find uh, about me, it's, uh, uh, of course, like to my purpose, of course, to be like a good father and uh, to have a good kids and as well, uh, to create as well some wealth or some wealth for, for my family uh, and as well to be uh, uh, in the future to be able to spend time and to have like uh, enough freedom to spend time with my uh, grandkids that I will have and to, to have the right health mm. uh, and initial capability to, to spend with my uh, with my family and as well. Okay. I mean, I like freedom. Um, I like uh, maybe probably to sell sale around the world. Mm. Uh, yeah. And probably for the business is, uh, you know, in the area of we are providing a lot of, uh, 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 first of all, so we are giving jobs to people in emerging countries. So this is my scope that we are, um, when someone is struggling to find a job, so that we are giving them an opportunity uh, to have a right salary and to, to feed up their family and to be able to, to potentially work from home. And another scope is to give to business owners uh, as well like a more freedom when they can give away a lot of like a routine task. Um, but I love what you're doing and I love uh, uh, how you, uh, first of all, uh, probably not doing those hard sales, but doing like a getting in, uh, in touch with and doing the networking to find uh, how you can help others and uh, the mm -hmm. service that you are providing. So this is uh, really uh, great and uh, amazing. Um, uh, Michael, uh, what will be one tip that you will give to our listeners regarding poverty and valuation? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just going to use it, uh, just just some conversations I've had with a friend recently who's uh, looking to buy their first investment property. Uh, I would say, I mean, when it comes to to um, you know determining the value of your property, uh, it does actually um, mostly boil down to the market sales within the area. So when I mentioned the example earlier of um, you know, if you've got a four bedroom house or if you're looking at a four bedroom house on 500 square meters of land, if you want to find out what the value of that property is, you have to use what's called, um, well, yeah, like a like for like approach or an apples for apples approach. So you wouldn't be value. Uh, so you wouldn't be comparing say the four bedroom house with a, a three bedroom townhouse because they're not really comparable, uh, in terms of their appeal. Uh, of course, like, you know, the um, amount of uh, accommodation it has. And, uh, and then, you know, again, like there, there's other variables with that that um, don't quite line up. So you want to um, uh, find find those similar comparables, like I said, like for like. If you can find sales which are, um, say, within like a 500-meter radius or one – or you can even expand it within a one-kilometer radius – if you can find maybe three or four uh, sales, uh, that would actually represent a um, a value range, right? And then you know you can you can kind of compare and contrast. Um, okay, well this this house has a so my house is original, 
but um, this house has got like a, a nice brand new kitchen, right? Um, this one, um, oh, this one has one less bathroom. And you kind of compare and contrast. And then at the end, you will come up with, uh, with what the, the, the value is uh, for yourself. And uh, I mean, from that, you'll at least get a ballpark uh, as to, okay, well, what, what the value would be. Okay, well, this is a great tip, Michael. Uh, so if someone of listeners are interested to find more about you and about uh, your business, so how they could get in touch with you? Well, um, of course, we, we can be contacted um, by, by phone call, uh, old-fashioned way, of course. But, uh, you know, we've got a website as well, which is at vanguardvaluations.com.au. got a live chat. Uh, but also, you know, we, we can be reached out on, on the social media platforms as well. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So, um, so yeah, so it's a way we're quite, um, accessible, uh, when it comes to contact. Hey, thank you, Michael. So we definitely, we will add all those links to your social media channels into the show notes. Uh, so thank you for uh, being with us and sharing your experience and your better scope. All right. Thank you. It's uh, been a pleasure to be on here. Okay, no worries. So for uh, everyone else, if you like this content, be sure to like it, share it, and subscribe. See you next time on the Better Scope.